He's the Sultan of Salary. Money, please. Our very own sports financial guru. When athletes get paid, he's our go-to guy. He's Mike Gennetti from SpotRack.com. Mike Gennetti, our go-to sports financial expert, the best in the business. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com and listen to the SpotTrack podcast weekly. There's a new episode that was just dropped the other day. Mike and I drop an episode together every Thursday afternoon. you got to go and check that out. Mike, the sports equinox is officially upon us. How fun is this? Yeah, it's a multi-screen week for sure. Everything is uh, happening together, and uh, luckily, you know, baseball got us to a couple of Game 7s to stay relevant here this week. Yeah, I mean, it looked like we weren't going to get any of those deciding games. Now we have two back-to-back nights. This is incredible. Do you have, before we get into the contractual stuff, I know you're a big baseball guy, Phillies, Diamondbacks tonight. feels like Philadelphia is almost unbeatable at home. Do you have a lean for tonight's game with uh, all hands on deck? Yeah, I'd lean Philly for sure. I, I think yeah, the momentum might be in Arizona's case a little bit here, but I, I have a feeling they're going to get steamrolled by that fan base and the moment and the atmosphere and the experience that Philly was just here last year. You know, that's not for nothing. We see that in most of the leagues when it gets down to crunch time. So I'm leaning Philly tonight, but uh, I'm not sure I'm putting my own money on it yet. A lot of moving and shaking in the NBA the last 24 hours. Basic question before we get to some of the specifics. Why now, in terms of some of the role players that we saw, Giannis, is this all because the season starts today and you want to get this stuff out of the way? Is that the reason why we saw all of this happen um, seemingly at once? Yeah, as soon as that 5 p.m. Eastern uh, time hits yesterday, the, the league officially starts. All the off-season stuff can turn into in-season stuff, and contractually that changes a few things. So Giannis's money essentially can kick down into three extra years instead of two with him declining that option. Um, so, you know, for guys like me who just want to sit back and enjoy the season, unfortunately 24 hours before every single season starts in these leagues, it gets extremely rampant and fast and busy from a contractual standpoint. So it's some, it's some house cleaning that sort of, it's ramped up, but everybody's kind of ready for it. It's just they have to wait until that 5 p.m. hour hits in the NBA, and then they can kind of rush it all in before, before things kick off. So why the – it seemed like there was a certain type of player, Giannis aside, there was a certain type of player that saw these extensions right down to the deadline. All these sixth-man types, Cole Anthony, Jaden McDaniels, Aaron Neesmith. Why specifically those type of players up to that deadline? Am I allowed to say because they're last on the list? <laughs> right? I mean, they, you got to get your good business done early and make sure that you get in, get inside all the free agent mess and the, and the trade mess and all those things are sort of you know behind us. James Harden, not with notwithstanding, and uh, now it's about actually you know the guys that matter come playoff time and making sure those guys are on, on your roster, not just on an expiring contract, but with some terms so that. Oh, by the way, if you need to move that player in January at the deadline, that's the exact type of player that gets moved most years, and you want to make sure there's a contract term to go with it. Uh, many Magic fans are of the assumption that this contract that Cole Anthony got, three years, $39 million, means that he isn't going anywhere, but I think you just pretty much laid it out. Three years, 39 that's still a very tradable deal, isn't it? That is the trade window number right there. That's exactly what that is. That's the most tradable number, 13 million a year, that we can have on the books here. Uh, probably means he sticks for one full year because of the restriction, but I would put him on the off season slash 2025 
trade deadline window for sure. But it's a good contract not only to keep him for a bit, but also to move him when you need to. We also have Cole Anthony joining us at 5 p.m., so just about 30 minutes away for that. So let's make sure you keep it locked here, and we'll ask him specifically about his own extension. We're talking to Mike Gennetti from SpotTrack.com. Markel Fultz was the other player on the Magic roster that folks were waiting to hear about an extension update. He's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the season. This is a different deal because he was drafted um, longer ago than Cole Anthony was. Um, so this isn't his first extension. Do you think the, the Magic are just going to sit on that because he's an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year because of all of the health concerns in his past, and they go, show it to us one more time and we'll give you the bag? Are you thinking that's the kind of season, that's the way that they're looking at this, or, do you, or will something get done in the middle of the year? Uh, all of it, all of the above. I think he's mm-hmm. a wonderful trade chip. I think he's a wonderful candidate for We have to continue to see it more and more because there's been so many versions of this that have gone off the tracks. Um, he's also been an integral part to their roster. So I think they don't want to put the cart before the horse too much here, but they know because you're right. This isn't a 22-year-old kid looking for his third con- you know, his second contract. He's He's been through this before, and it was ugly the first time through. So I think everybody wants to get this right. And if I'm his agent, by the way, I'm probably sitting out as well for the very last minute to make sure I can jump on this at the absolute prime spot. And that may be two, three months with this new new young Magic roster that should be shooting up the standings at least you know at, at, a, at a better pace than they have in the past couple of seasons. So I think everybody benefits from waiting. And if it doesn't work out, he's a great trade ship come February. Giannis signed a three-year extension with the Milwaukee Bucks. Is that him saying, hey, thanks for Damian Lillard? <laughs> it sure sounds like it, right? The timing of it's perfect. They have, like, two preseason games together, and all of a sudden they're signing contracts. Um, boy, I hope it doesn't turn into Damian Lillard is the next Russell Wilson. Uh, that kind of That's the kind of feeling I got. Like, is he really this guy anymore? Uh, I think it, I think he is. That's what Giannis is saying here. It looks like they're going to be a great combo. And basically what Giannis has done is he's aligned his contract with Damian Lillard. So for the next five seasons, these players are now under contract. And if it works, it's every, worth every single dollar and every single draft that, trade asset. And uh, I think Giannis is just putting a, a photo of confidence behind his organization, which, you know, he's been, he's been keen to do in the past. To even bring up Russell Wilson's contract, <laughs> that was the height of skepticism right there from Mike Gennetti. My goodness. Uh, speaking of the NFL, I got a question about Taysom Hill. We saw him on Thursday Night Football. He's seen 12 targets in the last two games. Is it possible the Saints general manager, this is the team as a whole, is looking at this contract and saying, we have got to get more out of this guy. His average annual value is $10 million. Can you explain that we're far removed from when he signed this deal what kind of contract he's on, the incentives uh, that are part of this, and um, just how overpaid he is in general. It's going to go down. Whenever I finish doing what I do for a living here, it's going to go down as one of my favorite stories of all time, the Taysom Hill career earning saga. It's just This might be Sean Payton's greatest parting gift to this organization, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, this guy's got incentives you know, galore. It's a novel on our website right now of passing incentives. If this guy became the quarterback he was supposed to be, well, he's certainly not that. Uh, what, he ha- what he has become is a $43 million NFL football player basically in a part-time role, and that even includes special teams. He's not even a full-time special teams player anymore. So, uh, look, he's made, you know, you're right, uh, $35 million over the past three seasons. 
Uh, they can get out of this contract after this season. I have to imagine they will in a lot of cases in New Orleans, but uh, $43 million for basically a part-time role for, a lot, for seven years, it's just one of the best stories from a contractual standpoint we have. Yeah, I mean, it, I mean it's like booking um, actors for a movie and your highest paid actor is someone who had a cameo. That's yeah. sort of what this feels like. Mike Tonetti, sports financial analyst, the best in the game. You can find his work over at SpotTrack.com. On Twitter, you can find him at S-P-O-T-R-A-C. And make sure you download that SpotTrack podcast as well. We've got another episode coming your way Thursday afternoon. Thanks so much, Mike. Looking forward to it. Thank you. Tea time is next. We have NBA season predictions coming your way after this.